Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. In God's church, they should know we are Christians. They should be able to tell we are Christians by our love for one another. Amen. So if you do have a problem with somebody in here, I don't know of anybody that does have one of those things going on right now. But if you do, why don't you give it to the Lord right now? Why don't you try and bless that person? You know, just pray for that person because Satan wants a church divided. Amen. He doesn't want this church to be about his business. He wants this church to be in a big mess with people and cliques and fighting with one another. Man, we're not going to do that here. Amen. But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. Verse 9. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? I'm going to read that verse again. Verse 9. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? What are we talking about when we say unrighteous right now? Talking about Bible-believing people. That when, that when we look at our lives, when others look at our lives, they're like, there's no difference between us and the unbeliever. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so as Christians... We're supposed to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, be there for our brothers and sisters in Christ. But also, there should be something very different about the the things we do, the things we think about, and the things we say. Is anybody getting convicted yet? This is what God has called us to. We are saved. We are washed in the blood of the Lamb. And there should be some differences in us. It's easy to not give up some things that we know we should give up. It's very easy to make excuses. I'm real good at making excuses. Super good. Okay, but I, I get no joy in preaching this kind of message. You know what I mean? But this is where we're at right now as a body. And like what I said earlier, I feel like in my heart, listen up, I feel like in my heart the Lord God wants to take this church to another level. To another level. But we... As a body and as individuals, we need to begin to uh, uh, let the Lord mature us. It's not that we're not growing in the Lord, but there's certain things in my life and probably your life that I've put to the side and said, you know what? I'm not really going to let you deal with that right now. You know what? I'm going to do this and do that. and We're going to grow in this relationship in these areas, the good Lord. You know, I love you and I appreciate you. But this right here, I don't want to deal with that right now. So whatever that might be in your life, I want you to think about that. And we want to give it to the Lord. Amen? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. I already kind of touched on that. But we deceive ourselves thinking, well, God's cool with this. No, what we need to understand, and this this is like, you know, the word of God, sharper than a two-edged sword. And this is really piercing for me, and has been for me over the last like seven days or whatever, we should be a, we should act different. We should think different. We should be a different bunch of folks. You know what I mean? Not that we're better than anybody else because we certainly are not. You know what I mean? Not that we're going to be judging and condemning folks. And we need to get off of this high horse thing. I don't know if anybody else does this, but where we're, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin. That's a nice little saying, but you know what? Sometimes we're totally cool with our own sin. You know what I mean? We're, we're not, we're not, we need to stop worrying. Of, not that we don't pray and intercede and be there for other people, but we're real good at condemning and judging other people and talking about what they're doing wrong. We gotta work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. 
You know what I'm saying? We need to stop deceiving ourselves and understand that God loves you and he loves everybody else in this church. He loves his children, but he's not cool with our sin. That's just how it is, man. He's really not. So anyways, do not be deceived. Don't trick yourself anymore. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral. Now we're going to go through a little list here. As I do, don't look around and think, look inside. All right. This is this is not a thorough, complete list of the wrongdoings that we can get involved in. But here we go. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters. I'll be honest with you. I have been an idolater. I have had idols in my life, things that I have allowed to be more important to me than my Lord and Savior. Okay, God is not pleased with that. That might be something that you're dealing with this morning. We, it's very easy for Christians, especially in this culture, in this society, in Northwest Florida, for us to have things in our life that are more important to us than our Lord. I'm not saying we don't love them, but I'm saying it's real easy, real easy for us over here in America to get materialistic, man. You know what I mean? If I could just have the big fancy house, then I could serve you more. Well, maybe we should be thinking about the house you got now. Sexually immoral, nor adulterers, nor... I mean, idolaters, nor adulterers. I'm not an adulterer. I've never done that. I would never do that. Maybe, 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 maybe you wouldn't physically do that because you're not brave enough. You think you might get caught. But if we've lusted after someone else in our hearts, you know, then we just committed adultery. That's how the Lord sees it. You know what I mean? The only difference between thinking of it and physically doing it is not being brave enough. You know, or things not working out the way, you, you know what I'm saying? All of it, man. Well, everything would line up all right. I would be that bad person. No, if you're thinking about it and you're willing to do it, you're doing it. Nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy. Oh, man. Homosexuality? No, nah, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not saying it's cool, but I'm saying... I don't have a problem with that. Uh, thief. I used to be a thief. I mean, I'd still I'd rob you blind, man, back in the old day. That's true. I'm not proud of that. Um, by the way, Donnie, I got your wallet. I was going <laughs> to. No, I'm playing. Um, but greedy, right there, tucked into all these, ooh, big sins. Greed. You ever been greedy? These are things we might need to work on. Amen. Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers. You ever been a swindler? Nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Oh my goodness gracious. So if I've done those things, I don't get to go to heaven? It's not saying that. Well, first of all, we've all sinned. We've all broken God's law. We've all fallen short. So we've all broken God's law one way or another. So you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have to do that to get to heaven. Amen? Because it's His blood that will wash away all your sins. Okay, so it's not like, well, did I ever do these things? Okay, because we all have a past. But what the good Lord is trying to tell us this morning is we, we need to be going upward. Okay, not judging or condemning other people that aren't in the same place you're at. 
You know what I mean? We need to focus on ourselves and what we're doing, what we haven't decided to give up yet, and make sure we're giving that stuff up. We should be maturing. We should let the Lord mature us. Amen? And, I, man, listen, this is really this is really what the Lord's been pushing on me. Okay? And I know it's for all of us. I know it's for all of us. The good Lord wants His church, His body, to, to grow up, to mature. Amen? To be there for one another, to love one another, but also the things that nobody else knows about that we might be thinking about or might be doing in private and stuff like that, if it ain't right, and you know it, we honestly know it, we do. We know in our hearts if what we're doing is not pleasing to the Lord. Okay, so we went through a little list right there, and maybe you're like, mm, no, 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 ain't done none of them. We've all got things that we can give up. All of us. Okay, so anyways, Christians, we should be different than the world. I'm not saying we don't hang out with unbelievers. Okay, I'm not saying that, but we need to be wise about what we do and who we hang out with. Amen? Amen. I got a lot of friends that, that don't go to church that don't love Jesus. And I'm working on them. But see, also, Satan will try and use them to work on me. Verse 11. And such were some of you. Everybody's got a past. But we need to let the Lord take us out of that stuff. And some of that stuff clings a hold of you really, really tight. Like some people can accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and still struggle with homosexual thoughts. Did you hear what I just said? You can still struggle with that. You can still mess up and do stuff like that, but you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. And the good Lord can take those desires away from you just like that. But He doesn't always choose to do that. But you know what? The good Lord, whether you still, whether he has taken that desire completely away from you or not. And you still have those kind of temptations to be greedy and a swindler and a reviler or practice homosexuality or these things like that. Well, you know what? I can give that stuff up. I can. If I know it's wrong, okay, then I need to work on it. Amen? Okay. And I can give that stuff up because I can do all things through I can do all things through Christ. Amen? And we don't sit around here. We don't judge anybody because of what they're tempted by. You know what I mean? You got temptations that you give into all the time, right? You're not better than anyone else around here. Can I get a witness? We're all, if we've accepted Jesus Christ, we are washed in the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> Word. And such were some of you, but you were washed. You were sanctified. Isn't that good? You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So we should, there should be some differences in us. Amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. And uh, this is what the good Lord's working on each and every one of us right now. And what better time than this? You know what I mean? A fresh start. We can get rid of all this rubbish. And, and man, we make that decision and we stick with that decision. Amen? Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All the time. Let's go to Hosea. Hosea chapter 1. Strange little thing here in Hosea chapter 1. Peculiar, you might say. Um, I don't think I've ever preached about what happens in Hosea. I've certainly talked about a lot to a lot of people. Um, but Hosea chapter 1, and I'm going to read verse 2. So, Hosea was one of these Old Testament prophets, mighty man of God. And when he started, when he kind of got drafted into the Lord's service to be the Lord's prophet to the nation of Israel, God... Jehovah God doesn't give him a request, but the good Lord 
tells Hosea, this is what I want you to do. It's a little strange, okay? But this is, let me read this right here. Hosea chapter 1 and verse 2. And when the Lord, and when the Lord first spoke through Hosea, so right there at the beginning of his ministry, God wanted to really instill something in Hosea. Okay, and the good Lord wants to instill something in each and every one of us this morning. You know what I mean? God wants to give us a picture of what he feels like. And that's kind of weird. Let me see if I can explain a little better. This is what I've been, this is what I've been feeling, man. Um, okay. Sometimes the things that we do breaks our Lord and Savior's heart. Sometimes we just look the other way. We think, well, I'm a Christian. I'm washed in the blood, yada, yada, right? Okay, well, the Apostle Paul says, you know, that's not an excuse to sin. Now, here we go. The good Lord's heart is breaking because of his children's unfaithfulness. So, does that make sense? Because we have been unfaithful. In one way or another, I'm not trying to beat anybody up, because I am the king of unfaithfulness to the Lord God. I have not been the person I should be as a pastor or as a father, as a husband, as an individual. There's a lot of things where I have allowed, you know what, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. Can I get a witness? When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go take to yourself a wife of whoredom, whoredom, whoredom. Go take to yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom. This is what God told this young prophet. I'm going to go use you. I want to use you, but I want you to feel like I feel. I want you to understand the burden I have for my people because they have been so unfaithful to me. So marry a woman that is promiscuous, that's not going to be faithful to you, and she's going to have kids with somebody else. So, yeah, it's in there. It's in there. Can I get a witness? But, you know, God wants us to understand, man. You know, yeah, his heart is breaking over his children who can, we can be very rebellious. I don't know about you, but, you know, my children, I love them, and there's not a thing in the world I wouldn't do for them that's good for them. And I'm not a perfect father. I'm probably better than most in here. Um, <clears throat> no, 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 no. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing. Please forgive me. Um, but listen, I love my children. I love them very, very much. See, I, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> but let it be known I love my kids. Go to 2 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians. You love your children. I love my children. And we, as children of the Most High God, we can be very spoiled. We can be very rebellious. But you know the good Lord doesn't love us any less. But it hurts him just like it would hurt you if you had a child who you would do anything in the world for and they were super rebellious. You know what I mean? All right, I think that was the point I was going to... I'm trying to save that. I think I did. I don't know. Thank you, sister. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. This is what God wants from us. What I've been talking about so far is what we've been doing. I'm not saying as Victory Life Church. I'm saying that as God's people, we have been so blessed. And I'm saying that me, and I feel comfortable in saying that probably all of us in some areas, right? We have been unfaithful to the Lord. Amen? This is what God wants from us. We've been talking about where we're at, and let's be honest, man. 
We have been selfish and disobedient kids in one way, shape, or form or another. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? Have we been washed in His blood? Do we belong to Him? Then there should be that change. We should begin to change. Amen? We should, here it is, we're not perfectly going to do this, but you know what? We should begin to want to put away these things. Right? Yeah. Therefore, if it, yeah, that wasn't a question. It was, you know, someone help me out here. I, I couldn't study last night. James, uh, come up, no, okay. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And that's true. We are a new creation. We are now in God's family. We are now God's child, right? We've been washed in the blood. We've accepted that precious gift. Our sins are forgiven. New person. So there should be some changes. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That's what we're looking at. That's our directive, man. That's what needs to be going on. We're saved people, and we need to act like we're saved people. And, man, that pierces my heart when I say it. It honestly does. Because I have been a big knucklehead. Raise your hands if you know I've been a big knucklehead. Since it is written, since our manual for life right here has it in here in a couple places, okay, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Wow. That's, that's the verse that kind of jumped out at me. Man, the other day, okay, my God is holy. There's no one like Him. There's, there's no one like Him. You understand what I'm saying? He is holy, holy, holy. Should I go through the Isaiah thing about the angels and all that? Okay. He is super holy. He is set apart from sin. He can have nothing to do with sin. Well, that's a problem because we're a sinful people. But He loves us so much, He made a way for us to be saved. And now that we're saved, now that we've accepted that precious gift of salvation by what Jesus Christ has done for us, He says, you know what? I've done a lot for you. Now, I want people, when they see you, to see that there's something different about you. I noticed I saw you walking around Targets the other day, and I don't think you were shoplifting this time. Yeah? Something different about you. There should be a change in us. Our God is holy. And what does holy mean? Set aside. We are set aside for God. You know what I mean? We're not our own. We're really not. We signed on the dotted line. We've accepted that precious gift. We're saved. Amen? Turn with me to Hosea 14. Return, O Israel. I ain't Jewish. What are you, why are you reading to me about Israel? Because we are God's people. You understand what I'm saying? We have accepted Jesus Christ. We're in that family. Return to me, Rot family, Paul Rot. Return to me, Victory Life Church. You see what I'm saying? Return to me, O Israel. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. For you have stumbled because of your iniquity. I don't know about you, but I've been going in this direction, and I shouldn't be going in that direction. You know what I mean? And God's telling us, hey, come back, man. Come back. Remember the prodigal son, how he had to go off and do his own thing? And it took him to being in the, the mud and the corn cobs and the pig mess and all that stuff, sitting in it, 
lost all his friends, lost all his money, went through a bunch of mess before he came to his senses, said, I need to go home. I need to go home. The servants at my father's house have it a lot better than I do right now. You know what I mean? They're doing a lot better. They got full bellies. You know what I'm saying? Why don't we, right now, give it to the Lord, return with all we are before we end up sitting in some mud and pig poo-poo? Can I get a witness? All right, okay. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Acts 3 and verse 19. Repent, therefore, and turn again, that your sins may be blotted out. What's this thing about sins, man? I thought when I accept Jesus Christ, my sins are forgiven. Yeah, man, that's true. And there's no getting around that. And that's wonderful, right? Our sins are forgiven. But when we sin as Christians, first of all, let me say this. If we're completely cool with doing things that we know are wrong, that are not pleasing to God, and you don't feel bad about it at all, you don't feel any type of uh, uh, nudging from the Holy Spirit to not do that or to repent from that, then I would plead with you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because if you don't feel anything at all about doing what you know is wrong, then I can't judge you. I don't know. But you may not have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's not like you do it and sometimes it don't stick and you got to do it again. It ain't like that. If you were serious about it, then the Most High God was serious about it. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm trying to say. Um, and then the other thought I've completely forgot about. So I'll, I'll read this again. Repent, therefore, and turn again, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So yes, my sins are forgiven. But okay, guess what, man? I keep on sinning, and I keep making mistakes. Well, that's, that's part of life, right? Okay, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to strive and be the best person we can be, the best Christian we can be. We want to live a God-pleasing life. We are set aside. We are holy to Him. We are His Children, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so what happens when I sin as a Christian? Okay, I'm a Christian person and I will fully do this. Guess what I'm doing, man? I'm hurting my relationship with the Lord. Okay, I'm not getting kicked out of the family. That's not going to happen if I truly accepted that gift. But guess what? I want us all to analyze, did I truly accept that gift? Did I do that? Okay, and because I've accepted that gift, when I choose to sin, I choose to hurt myself I choose to hurt those around me. My relationship with the Lord suffers. I'm going to end up reaping what I have sowed. So the Lord tells us over and over again, don't do this stuff. You are set aside for me. Amen. I don't want you to be all discouraged and, and in the corner freaking out about what you did last summer. Okay, give that to me and let's move forward. Amen. Amen. Repent, therefore, and turn again that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Some of us really, really need a time of refreshing, like our relationship with the Lord feels kind of dry. You know what I mean? Because we, we've been going the wrong way. We've been doing things we know we shouldn't do, and the Holy Spirit's been pleading with us for so long that we don't even really barely hear that voice anymore. You know what I'm saying? And our relationship with the Lord is suffering. Not that he's going to kick you out. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying, like, if your kid goes off and does something really stupid, guess what? He needs to come to the place and realize, hey, that was really stupid. It didn't make much sense. I'm just giving, I'm giving parental advice now. It, it, it hurts your relationship with your kid. Not that you don't love them, 
But if you know they go down the street with a with a um, with a baseball bat knocking down everybody's mailbox, you don't have to have a talk with Junior, right? And there'll be some consequences Junior will have to pay for. You know what I mean? Not that you don't love him. It's like, man, Junior, you need to realize what you're doing ain't right. Mm-hmm. Joel 2, last verse. If y'all are good, this will be the last verse. Joel 2, Joel 2 verse 12. Yet even now, declares the Lord, it's not too late. That's the awesome part, man. Our relationships might be suffering with those around us. Our relationships might be suffering with the Most High God. Because we need to come to our senses like that prodigal son. And guess what happens when we come to our senses? The Father's right there waiting on us. Amen? Y'all with me? He's looking for it. Now listen. Yet even now, declares the Lord, it's not too late. Return to me with all your heart. Let's go all in. Amen? Return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. Does the Lord really want me fasting and weeping and mourning? He wants me to be sincere about my repentance, not playing games. You know what I mean? He wants me to be sincere, genuine. Okay, I know what I was doing was wrong, but I'm back on track. And rend your hearts and not your garments. It's got to be an inward thing. See, the Jews were like, they'd get upset and they'd rip their shirts. Hey, man, I'm upset. Oh, I can tell you're your shirt. Yeah. You ripped your shirt there, buddy. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not happy right now, so I'm ripping my shirt. God's saying, look, man, you're not faking anybody out. All right? You're certainly not faking him out, right? Rin your heart, not your shirt. Let there be a change. Feel. Feel, how about we feel some pain for what we, what we're doing, man? You know what I'm saying? This is not how I'm supposed to be. And rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful. It's not too late. This is what He is telling His body. This is what He's telling His global church. This is what He's telling the church in America. Hey, man, come back. Let's get this relationship thing serious, man. Come on. Come back. You know what I mean? Be serious. No more games. So we can do some awesome things. So, so you can enjoy everything I have for you. So come back. For he is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Isn't that wonderful? Our God is pleading with us as individuals, as Christians, as a church, as families. Put it aside. It ain't worth it. Whatever it is, those grudges you're holding, whatever's going on, man, give it to him. Repent so we can have an awesome, awesome time together. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more and may God bless you.